There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. Welcome to Show Studios Fashion Radio, the podcast video series exploring the remarkable relationship between fashion and music. Every week we'll be joined by fashion's biggest names and the talent of tomorrow as they share their 10 life-defining tunes and the stories behind them. I'm your host, DJ Fat Tony, and today's guest isn't just one of fashion's most influential hairdressers, he's also one of my closest friends. With over 190 Vogue covers under his belt, which I'm not one of, he's worked with some of the biggest names across fashion and music, including Madonna, Lady Gaga, and he's a long-time collaborator this channel. His couture quaffs even starred in their own exhibition. It's the award-winning Sam McKnight. Today we're joined by one of my oldest friends in, and one of my best friends, Sam McKnight. And nicest friends. Yeah, really. you are one of the nicest people. But you know what, Sam? You're Sam. Do you know what I mean? Sam, I am. And you know when you go, oh, it's just Sam. It's not that kind of Sam. You're Sam and everyone knows if you're going to meet with you, it's going to be fun. They know that they're going to get a straight answer. You know, that's why you are Sam. And you are such a part of fashion because fashion isn't only about clothes, right? People always think, oh, you know, yeah, it's fashion, it's clothes. No, 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 it's a lot deeper than that. It's, it's, it's a look, it's an overall image. And what you do is you create fashion with hair. The first question, right, today is, what's that one track from your childhood that influenced you and your personal style? That was easy. That was David Bowie, Life on Mars. Well, I say it was easy, but it, it was... De- I mean, I was affected from when I was six years old by the mm. Beatles and, and all that kind of... Because mm-hmm. I grew up... I was born in 55, so I grew up with the Beatles, the Rolling Stones, the, the, the Brit pop stuff, all that. But the thing that really, really had a massive effect on me instantly was David Bowie and Life on Mars. When you say that, that you grew up with it, were you, was you influenced by not only the, the sound, but, like, the vision of it? Oh, the look. I think... Is that what drew you in? That's what drew me into fashion, was the mm. music. The look yeah. of the Beatles was different from the Stones, and then Incredible, you had the yeah. kind of amazing women like Dusty and Scylla and all those amazing... bands from America like the Supremes, Dinah Ross, Marvin Gaye, Tammy Terrell, all that stuff... Sonny and Cher. I mean, I grew up All in a really icons, rich, rich Every icon, era yeah. of music. But most importantly, it was Top of the Pops. It was what, what, um, what, Jukebox Jury. What, was, it was, what was that feeling like, seeing someone like Dinah Ross, for instance, with that hair, or, or the Beatles, or any of those people? For the well, first don't, time don't on television. Before my generation, you would have had to go to... The, the the picture house to see a yeah, film yeah, or you've had to go and see a, li- a live concert. Yeah. You never had that in your yeah, living room, room ever, you know? And that was... And, and then in the early 70s when it went from everything being in black and white to colour, it's almost like the whole world changed. Yeah, of course. I mean, there's a cliche that goes about the 60s was black and white and the 70s was in colour. And, of course, that's not true, but... There's an element of truth of in that. It kind of, that colour TV opened up. I know the only reason we got a colour TV, because we couldn't really afford it, we rented them then from, I, know, I can't remember what they were called, Rediffusion or something. Yeah, yeah, Radio yeah, yeah. Rentals. Radio Rentals. Yeah. And um, 
So we couldn't really afford one. I'm ready for them. So my dad insisted we got one for the World Cup in 1974. Mm -hmm. So, and I, uh, I have this idea of life on Mars. I can't remember what year. That was probably like 72 or something, or 71. I don't know. Some, some, what, what year would that have been? I'm not sure, actually. Um, but I have a vision of seeing it in colour, but I actually probably saw it in black and white. And yeah. maybe saw it in someone else's house in colour. But it kind of, it went from... I mean, it's an incredibly eclectic a collection of albums I had because you'd always get an album or two for Christmas yeah, or your birthday, you would, yeah. you'd have to share them with your brothers and sisters. And we'd, we'd have everything from The Sound of Music to The Beatles' latest album to whatever your mum wanted, Scylla's Greatest yeah, Hits or something. And then you kind of, I moved on to buying my own albums, which was experimented a little bit with prog rock. And when David Bowie appeared on the scene, but the first inkling I had of him was actually on children's radio when he was the laughing he sang the laughing gnome that's right <laughs> and then that sort of piqued interest because I was still a child and then uh, and then life on Mars came which was kind of pretty much and by then I was a teenager and mm. really impressionable and that track left such I mean how he looked was just incredible. With a blue eyeshadow. Yeah, yeah. I mean of course we'd been we'd seen him before and everything, but that one really hit a note. Yeah. So to speak. So <laughs> what by what point did you want to get into think, okay, I want to pursue a, a career in hairdressing or a, a career well, in fashion? Listen, during that period I did A levels at school, I did all that stuff and I was actually really good at school. Went to college Teacher training college, because I just, that's what I was advised to yeah. do. My friends owned a sort of burger restaurant, which was kind of a new thing then, especially in Scotland. A burger restaurant in the local town, which had a disco in the back and a hairdresser's in the front. All right, okay. Kind of in the same little building. I say complex. It was a Sounds like Dover Street Market. Yeah, it was on. a way ahead of its time. Oh, yeah. It was. It was yeah. amazing. And uh, so I would, I'd started doing odd jobs for them. I'd drive the van. I'd do enough. Then I found myself kind of doing a few odd jobs in the hairdressing salon. I was like, oh, this is quite good. It's quite glamorous in here. Do you know uh, what yeah, I mean? It's right, quite, because, yeah. you know, hairdressing salons, yeah, of course. Everyone's really trendy. They're, they're, you know, their eyes no. on the look. Yeah. Always. And I, because I, my college was full of hippies and people in Afghan coats. And this was kind of 72, 73 by then. But luckily, I got attracted to David Bowie and not to other sort of factions <laughs> less yeah. desirable. I mean, what an amazing kind of hero to have. 100%. No? And that track, though. The, like I mean, I always think with my track. life, where I am now at 67, I have lived through the most amazing times. Yeah, you I have. Mean, just especially music-wise, it's been oh. so incredible. Well, you know, it kind of just, it was the start of everything. That music, you know, everything that you hear today or everything that's done today kind of stems from from those times anyway. Yeah, it's, yeah. it's either a resample or it's a re a reloop or any of those things. And, and especially with progressive dance music and the way we are with, with the movement of music, everything is sampled anyway. So it all comes from that. You hear a track, you think, I know this. It's funny when you're sitting with people and you think, Oh, I've got the original of that. And you say, no, this is the original. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, the actually, argument. do you know what? It's the third. Yeah. It's the third <laughs> version. Depends what generation the, oh, well, the first one was the 90s. No. no the first one was the 70s. I yeah, remember yeah, yeah, that yeah, as well. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, I bought the first one when it came out. Your second, the second question we asked you was, which track from the film which is most important to you? The Rocky Horror Show. And that film had more in it 
then then you could pack into anything now. And it was the first. It opened up so, doors. But hang on, so you've gone from you gone from life on Mars Bowie, which was a mind-blowing experience in itself, to going to Rocky Horror Picture Show. Yeah. I mean, it, it, how does it get better than that, really, in life? Because, you know, those extremes are just like, it's like such an experimental time and both of those things were such experimental projects for, for Bowie and for, for the whole Rocky Horror thing. I mean, you know, that's kind of like just like revolutionary. Both both of them are both revolutionary. And like you, the Rocky Horror Picture Show is just a timeless piece. It's like if you watch that now, you just never get it. You never get tired of it. When Frankenfurter comes down in the lift, it's like well, I, the, the the bit with the lips at the opening yeah. is just. I mean, it draws you right in with so the lips. A t-shirt the t- with that so on. I I kind of I figured on quite I figured quite early on because I. I at my school, for some reason, they had old copies of Vogue, and I was really intrigued by the covers and the pictures by Helmut Newton and Norma Parkinson. I can remember because it was so wow. glamorous. So I very and and being indoctrinated by pop stars on TV, uh-huh. I quickly realised that I was I was a real sort of vision person. It was yeah. about it was about the visions that were in front of me, you know. Yeah, and. The Rocky Horror Show, that the opening with the black background, the red lips and the white teeth and the tongue, just singing that amazing song was just mind blowing. It was amazing. And with the, the story that came after it, it, but it was so well done. It yeah. was really well done. It was really well orchestrated. And, and then when the film came out the next year, um, or a couple of years later, it came out really quickly. Didn't yeah, it? It the did film got cut, and they didn't change anything. They kept it. And yeah, it was incredible. And it were and really, when you think back on that, of probably what they probably expected was a really small audience, and how, how much it has lasted and mm. grown. It's a, because it I think become, it's, I think it's it become, timeless. Because it become a cult classic, yeah, and yeah. you know, and for something to become cult, it needs to start off really small. And it but I think also, Tony, it opened up doors. It expanded the mind. It did, but it opened up doors for people to express themselves that had never really been done before, Mm -hmm. leading to, a few years later, the Blitz Kids. Yeah, 100%. You you know, because you think, well... That might not have happened if it hadn't been for that, you know? Well, you know, it, 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 it went in really nicely into punk and, and it was around that era where... Absolutely. The, the, you know, and goth. Oh, totally. The yeah. whole world was rebelling. Yeah. And it was and that Rocky epicenter was of the bottom rebellion. of the King's Road. Yeah, it was... Where a re- Vivian's shop was. From, and, all and, way down and I tell you, my first flat was in Putney in Lower Richmond Road. And I used to get the 22 bus to Piccadilly yeah. Circus because I worked in Miss Selfridge. Miss Selfridge was on Regent Street and they had a salon up the back called Hairworks. And that was <laughs> one of my first jobs in London before Moulton Brown. So I'd get the 22 bus right up Through from Putney Bridge up to the King's Road. So I saw the whole punk yeah. goth thing from the, from from the top of, a of a 22 bus. It was amazing. Moving on to your next question, which is what do you listen to day by day? Do you know what? I probably listen to less music now because I had to really kind of think about these because I less music now than I used to before. I go through periods, you know. I don't like wearing headphones. Mm. I like I I like it bigger. You know, I wear them for work, but I I might wear them on a plane sometimes if I want to cut out some noise or something. But generally, I I don't like being. I, I 
I just don't well. Yeah. I'd rather listen to it. Like last night system. I baked my a Christmas cake, so I played <laughs> I played my old American songbook. I let the next Christian wish. I love your choice on this one. What do you listen to when you're working? I'm quite happy with no music when I'm working. I'm quite happy to get lost in the work. But I know the team likes yeah. a bit of something going on. So and I know what will play a lot is the kind of classic bangers, the of classic course. dance floor fillers. And I guess one of my favourites is Alison Limerick's Where Love Lives. All the remixes. It's just a genius it's track. It's just you incredible, know, isn't it? At that time when those tracks came out, fashion had changed again. Everyone was kind of like in, just gone through acid house. They were all into clubbing. It was all about club culture. Clothing had gone to tie-dye again. There was all a lot of tie-dye and a lot of smiley faces going on. And that whole imagery, we'd gone from smart to dressing up to dressing down well, again. Well, there was also a lot of Stussy and Supreme and stuff exactly. like that. Supreme must have been starting around that yeah, time. It was. And the, there was all that sort of skater stuff Mambo. going on. Yeah, there was all that stuff stuff going on and people were like it, it, people and we were, were still some of us were still oh come in here we were like and, yeah, absolutely absolutely and, do you know what and, and i still wear my com from that time from that time i still wear it well, it hasn't really much changed since that time anyway. Well, it's fantastic. Yeah, yeah it's amazing. Yeah, it's timeless. Yeah. But, you know, I, we when everyone else was, like, running around the fields in their uh, tracksuits, we were wearing Comme de Garçons and Yoji oh, Yamamoto. Com, com, Yoji and, and Gautier. Oh, we loved yeah, yeah, it, didn't yeah, we? Yeah. I, I, yeah. I, you know me, I was a yeah. Gautier freak. Yeah. I loved Gautier. Yeah. I think you might still have some of mine somewhere. <laughs> I had some of everyone's, darling. <laughs> Mostly George's. Mostly George. George would get a whole, oh, going to Bazaar in South Moulton Street. Right. And get all of the whole deal, uh, the whole of the Gautier collection, and I would go, yeah, 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 go around his house to take it all. Right. And I'm borrowing this, I'm borrowing this, and every night I would borrow something new because I had my eye on it already. God, if only those clothes could tell. The and tale. I had them, you know, and it was like, and they'd be like, "Isn't that mine?" I'm like, "No, it's not yours. Don't be silly. It's mine. Of course, it's mine." And then it would be mine when it was covered in blood or whatever else I'd been rolling around the floor in. But, you know, those, that was testament to time. And, you know, those tracks really stand that yeah, time. the clubbing era was... Because it's not really like that now, is it? Well, no, maybe it's well, it is. It not. is to a certain extent, you know. But it's, it's not it's as universal. Sure. No, it's not. And, and, you know, there's so many different genres now of, of what people Ooh, like. Oh, take us people, back to the old days. People like to put things into boxes now. Yeah. And we never had boxes before. Do you know what I mean in that sense? It was like the, it, clubbing clubbing at that point. Well, clubbing, in London was four streets. But it also, it also <laughs> had just been started to be called clubbing. Yeah, you know, it wasn't yeah, of course. really that no, before. It wasn't that before. No. No. Uh, you know, so I, I, I think that, you know, the, your your clubbing history, and it, I think it's really, you know, the fact that you we we went clubbing every night of the week, Sam, and you still maintained your job and mm. still became made you a, a have business ever. Of staying in. No, never in a million never. years. You I, might try, and then ten o'clock the week. I used to think I'm never. Where are you going tonight? I'm never ever going to stop doing this. That's what I used to think to myself. Be, the day I stop clubbing is the day I die. I'm still clubbing now, you know, hundred years later. But you know, I used to really think, oh my god, I couldn't stay on a Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, and a Saturday. What, what, what are you on about? So, Sunday night, I was out the door Sunday night as well. Do you know what I mean? They're like, what night do you stay in? Oh, kind of maybe a, a Tuesday sometimes. And then someone would open something on a Tuesday. And, and off you went. Yeah. Off we went. Off we went. <laughs> and the rest is history. Right, moving on. So... 
This Mother's Day, celebrate the extraordinary women in your life with a heartfelt gift from Blue Nile. Whether it's for your mom, a mother figure, or yourself as a mom, find that perfect piece to express your love and appreciation. Explore Blue Nile's exquisite pearls and mesmerizing gemstones that she's sure to love. Enjoy fast shipping options like guaranteed free shipping and returns. Make this Mother's Day unforgettable with a piece from Blue Nile. Right now, get up to 50% off at BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. Spring is my favorite time to start a new workout routine. With the weather warming up, it feels easier to get into the rhythm of things. Whether you have 20 minutes or an hour for a Pilates class or outdoor guided walk, Peloton has everything you need to help you get going. Get a head start on summer with Peloton at OnePeloton.com. Uh, mm, what do you listen to when you're creating? So um, when you're doing, say, you, you know, you get your your brief for a show, like say you're working on Chanel or you work on one of those big shows that you've you've cr- done from scratch with that with the designer. Where do you get what what do you listen to to get your mojo going to get your to get your creative thoughts going? Well, I had to have a bit of fun with this one because I tend to not listen to anything. I like I I to kind of think it is distracting. Music for me at that time is distracting. Okay, that happens for so a lot of people. I've, yeah. what, what I've come up with there is the sounds of silence. <laughs> 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 it's the best I could come out. I do love that. I do love that song. It's amazing. I mean, Simon and Garfunkel. Yeah, amazing. Incredible. That that album of um, um, Bridge Over Troubled Water. I mean, all the stuff they did then, it was incredible. But the sounds of silence. I, th- I, I kind of thought when, when I was asked that question, I thought, what do you listen to when you're creating? Well, I probably think the least offensive thing I could listen to, the least distracting thing I could listen to is probably the sounds of silence because it's kind of so kind of soft and silence is golden and duct tape is silver (laughs) inoffensive (laughs) you know because is it more of a background thing something that has to be just like an white noise noise in the background yeah Yeah. yeah, i think so okay i would get very easily distracted if you were playing alison limerick while you're trying to be creative listening to the music yeah instead of doing what i was doing yeah because i'm quite a Easily distracted person. It's called ADHD. You know? Yeah. Well, I haven't not quite. You've not been diagnosed. No, no, mine's no, terrible. No, mine. No, yeah. Sometimes yeah. mine goes so off the scale, like literally when I'm trying to. I could have told you that in 1984. Honestly, you know. You know what I mean? Honestly, you know, <laughs> instead of being called a troubled child, <laughs> it was ADHD all along. I'm just going to get label it and blame it on that. Get the but, you know, well, I just, you know, that distraction isn't always a warranted distraction. You know, it's kind of like. You know, I find myself, I go home and I don't want to listen to music. I don't want to listen to music in no, I'm the same. It's what I do for a living. The last thing I want to do is, when people come around and ask, oh, put the music on, I'm like, no. <laughs> if you want to go and listen to music, go somewhere else. Go and sit in your car. You're not going to hear my house. The other thing is that I, I, I can't bear listening to someone else's music, music through choice. their headphones. Yeah, either way. Or through listen, people listening to it on their Secondary. phones. For Secondary sake, listening is yeah. the worst. I prefer listening. To, if you're going to listen to music, good speakers. When you listen, I don't even think it's about listening to music. We come from an era where we felt music. Yeah, you have to feel it. It has to be loud. And it no, has you're to absolutely right. I don't want music just because it's on. No, it's, it's, an, it's, it's like having a gnat yeah. in the room. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like having a fly. You know, the last thing you want, you need to feel it. It needs to go through you. Do you know what I'm saying to you? And it's like, you know, I I, I have speakers in my in, in my house, and when I play. Which is normally George Michael in my house because it it, it has those mo it, it's it's something that literally 
calms me right down. And it, it has happy moments and it has sad moments. And I love to listen to it. So automatically, I just say Siri play, and it plays George Michael. Well, it's got, it's got such a, a quality that, of sound. It's got that power to transport. Hundred percent. It's yeah. like music and fragrance. But and, you can you can smell a fragrance. Yeah, and but fashion has the same straight, thing as well. It absolutely does. Do you get what I'm saying? Yeah, to yeah. You? A, a photo. Yeah. Yeah, hundred percent. When I worked on my book. Um, we had 40,000 images to, because I, I had boxes and boxes yeah. and boxes and boxes of old tear sheets. Da, da, da. And um, when we, we had to distill that down to a book, which and, and the publishers said we could have 300 images. Well, we ended up with nine, I think, 900. Because the four, first 40,000 was really daunting. But then you go through and go, well, 20 of those have got yeah. hats on. We're not doing that. Da, 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 da. This, yeah. this one's the hair's not really that important. We don't do it. So that was easy. Then get when we were down to 3,000, you start really looking at things and just looking at an image yeah. takes you right back to me. Yeah. Took right back to the day. I remembered who mostly, 99%, I couldn't remember who the makeup artist was, who the stylist was. And, and also with, with the faces, you say, oh, my God, I haven't seen that person for 30 years. Or, or yeah. forty years, yeah. or that person's not with us anymore, or, yeah. or that person something happened to you know it just brought. But oh my God, I had such an amazing four or five years working with that person. Where are they now? But social media recently has changed all that because a lot of these people suddenly appear on, yeah. from all over the world. And because back in the day, you'd work with a model because yeah. there weren't that many models then. You'd work with the model five years, ten years, maybe on a good run and then they'd go and have kids move back to uh -huh. I don't know Idaho somewhere yeah. where they came from and you'd never see them again because yeah. you know, it was thinking from the past and now I, I, these people are the there day. and you go oh my god oh, that, that, good to see you and for me that's the joy of social media is yeah. the, the reconnection with people what song best represents the sound of your studio I think uh, something that I mean, Groove Me by oh. Fern Kinney is just one of the best tracks ever, you know, and it's up and it's light. It's not just in the shoot studio. It's a sort of in Ibiza, driving. It's kind of it's a good all-rounder. It's just, it's, it's just an up, happy... For me, that's... And it's a song that doesn't sound like anything else. It reminds me of Taboo. Does it? It reminds right. me of Taboo. It reminds me of dancing at Taboo yeah. to groove me. And it reminds me of Body Map from right. the first yeah, yeah, show. Yeah, yeah, they yeah. used to do it, play it always in the show. It used to always mix in. And that's what it reminds me of. It reminds me of really, really happy times. Yeah. Yeah. And it's one of those songs that takes you on that journey. She's got a beautiful voice. Oh, haunting. It's kind of, it kind of, it's, it, there's a similarity to... Um, what was Stevie Wonder's first wife called? What was it called? Sarita. Mm. That album he did. Yeah, amazing. Sarita. Yeah, Sarita. It's, it's, it's quite a sort of high voice. I mean, it's not quite as high as that, but it, it's it's that kind of, it's really individual. You know, it's that it's that kind of thing like silly games and yeah, yeah. And, and those kind of songs that, that I mean, Groove Me. What what date was that? Was that late seventies? That's late seventies. Yeah, because yeah. I think the seventies produced a lot of 
It's early disco. Individual. It's like, mm. Individuality before it got cookie cutter, you mm, know? Yeah, 100%. And I just think but she, she's another great that doesn't get the accolade that she deserves. Yeah, I, I agree. And, and you know, it's it's a time, it's timeless. And, you know, the the, uh, the 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 version of Groove Me is actually eight minutes long. I love that. It's, it's, it goes on and it's I, just I like love, so I, genius. I love that, that long intro, version of that things. That Yeah, no, it's amazing. Oh, my God, it's, amazing. it's so good. There's another one called... Um, this time, baby, oh. and, and the, the, that's this like twelve time. minutes long, it, it, and the intro is really and it's incredible. It's incredible. And then when the that best. group did it in Ibiza, what what what, what, they what were they called? What were they called? Which a few ones? years ago, they did it. They did it. It was all based on that. It was the two lines off that. Uh, so genius. And people thought that was the original. Of course, it wasn't do. the original. Best, most important song you heard on a catwalk show. Well, I, do you know what? I don't think I've ever sat, sat in, in the of audience of a catwalk show. I mean, actually, it fills me with fear, you know, <laughs> being surrounded by all those people waiting in heat and waiting. And I'm like, no. Yeah. I mean, I do get invited sometimes, but I, I, I just. Well, you know, I, also, I you're, you're, I'm always you're backstage. The, and you're we're, on the we're backstage. Side we don't really hear the music. You know, we're kind of. we're busy <laughs> there was a was a, a kind of funny show at the limelight one night oh, okay right, go on. where we had all our mates like jackie sullivan oh, and Paul Rutherford yeah. and polly strettle and everyone miranda joyce they were all modeling in the show and i think your your starter for that one was diana ross um what was that big 80s one she had? The Boss or Love Hangover? Or... No, the 80s one, the big one. Chain Reaction. Chain Reaction. Oh. But Chain Reaction, you know, when I used to do the music for all the shows, right back when I was with Lynn Franks, uh, one year everyone wanted Chain Reaction and I'd put it in Catherine Hamlet's show. Uh, or maybe it was a Catherine Hamlet yeah, show. Yeah, I put it maybe in Catherine's. Maybe it was that one yeah. you came from because that, that was a brilliant one for a show. Yeah. And then, then, and then Michael Roberts wanted to steal it off Catherine. Off right. Catherine. <laughs> so I had it at the end of his show when he had all the, all the Tina Turners come out. To it. It's just like drama. And then it was overkill. Yeah, then yeah. it was done. Yeah, but Literally. it was it was I'm brilliant for about six months. It was maybe for about three months. It was brilliant. Oh, yeah, it was yeah, amazing. Yeah. It was. It was just like oh and my that, god. That really reminds me of you. Yeah. Of I'm, course. I'll, I'll take that. Bringing it right back to I'll Tony. Take that. Yeah, Bring yeah, it yeah. back to me, baby. Yeah. Bring it back to me. <laughs> Bring it back. Okay, best mo best music video in terms of fashion. Well, I mean, I might might not be the best, but it's the one that I have a a distinct memory because I did the hair on that video. I didn't even know what a video was. I had just started. What year was I that? moved to New York. I think it was eighty two. Wow. And um. There was this thing called ATV, I, uh, MTV. MTV had just started, they, right? Just yeah. started. What, what is that? Or oh, they play music. Oh, no, okay. Um, and and I'd been working a little bit. It might be eight. Well, God, it might be eighty three or eight, early eighties, whatever. I was working with uh, Christy Binkley, who was his girlfriend or married to him at the time. Christy was. She was a, in the video, right? She was. Yeah, Christy, that's right. And yeah. I'd been working with Christy, and she asked us if we would do this thing called a music video. Yeah, okay. And we got paid quite well. But yeah, that's fine. And we worked in this, in the Bowery, which in those days was really rough. Yeah. And in this petrol station, gas station, um, which was on this site that then became the Bowery Bar. 
before. Madness. We were, yeah. But we'd everyone, there, there were kind of bodyguards around because it was really dangerous. We shot for two nights all night and we were really excited to do this thing called a music video. Christy had the best hair, so it was going to be this shaking yeah. her head. And so she wore this Ungaro, a brilliant Ungaro <laughs> I outfit. I love the fact that you remember it. it yeah, was Ungaro major. outfit with a, with a, I remember it really when Mariella Smith Masters did the makeup. We had such good fun. And, um, I'd never been in a situation like that before. And, uh, you know, so she wore this hat on the first day and, and her hair was all up inside. And they never took the hat off. And <laughs> I thought, oh, that's weird. Okay, her hair's all Was done. it like it's a all... big blue brimmed like, hat? Yeah, it's a big brimmed brim. really the 80s. Yeah, yes. yeah. I, I mean, it's kind of what people it's are showing now. It's what people are showing now. Mind, yeah. And um, so, I, I mean... Uh, I what just was sat doing around now? watching yeah. to, until the, the last scene where she was riding. She got the man and she was riding off on the <laughs> motorbike, took that hat off and tossed her hair around. So I, that that from that is, I then knew what a music video was. And I have really, really amazing memories of that. So every time I see it, and, and, then, and then I saw the complete and absolute pastiche that, what was the band, the Irish boy band? Oh, did God. With Claudia Westlife. Westlife did yeah, it with Claudia Schiffer. It was almost right, exactly yeah. the same. It was, which is really funny. Which is really world. funny. God, yeah, that was uh, that was good. I mean, Christy Brinkley, she, she was amazing. Still is amazing. She's about the same age as me. She looks fantastic. And she does, you know, she's been in Chicago. Amazing. She's incredible. But yeah. what, what a memory, though. I mean, come on, seriously. It's like... It's it's what well, it's such an iconic track, yeah. And to actually have that memory of just being your first pop video is pretty it's yeah. it's pretty out there. It's genius. I mean, I haven't worked on a whole load of music videos. Um, Why have you not? Can because I ask a because you know I was in the fashion business, yeah, and I was getting paid a lot Why? more for doing fashion shoots than they were paying for music videos. I've done a few. I've done a couple with Lisa Stansfield back in the day. I, I did. I did the Lady Gaga one with Nick, and mm. um, but I think, for, uh, do you know what? I'm not great on film. I get bored. Yeah, and there's a lot of downtime on film. Yeah, and I, th I think I think kind of I think hanging around as I get older, I feel I don't want to waste any time. Every moment is much more precious it than really the last. Is, isn't it? And I think for me, hanging around doing nothing. I can't do that anymore. No. I just—I mean, I was never very good uh, at it. I was yeah, kind of because doing stills, you're doing like six pictures a day, and you're moving on to the next. Uh -huh. And I'm really good when I'm working and being creative and being spontaneous and and like that. But when I, as yeah. soon as I'm on, I'm kind of sitting down waiting for the lights to change for three hours. You lose momentum well, and I was never great with on a film set I have total and absolute admiration and respect for people like Carrie Warren who does you know incredible hair on films with Nicole Kidman and Kate Blanchett and just and I, I Carrie was the one that got me into the business in the first yeah. place he's an absolute genius with hair and looking at what he does I mean I have total admiration for that I can't do that. But working with, with Gaga, for instance, is not really like that because working with Gaga, you really are on overdrive and she's she's up for creating yeah. as many images as possible. So there's, you know, yeah, there's not, not a moment around, wasted. So that, that was great. 
But she has um, Frederick, who does her hair, has done her hair for a long time. He was just starting when I started that, and now he's full time with her. And I think he does an absolutely brilliant job with her hair. You know, there's one track missing from here yeah, go on. that I really thought was going to be on here. Okay, from our, from magical moments of our past. I know what you're going to say, and you know, and and I will give you ten pounds <laughs> if you name that track now. The Art of Noise. No, you oh, got it no. wrong. No. Drink again. I don't know. Maybe winter outside, but in my heart. Oh spring. my God, of course. And I really course. wanted this to be. Did you think that was on there? I really was like, oh, oh I know God. he's going to put it on there. I know he's going to put it on there. Oh. And then, yeah, was, well, do you know, but do you know what? There are so many things I could have put on there. Exactly. It, it wasn't the top 200, it no, was the top yeah. 10. You know? Yeah, it was such a magical... Yeah, yeah. You know, it just, it just, when I think of Sam, which track would song Sam? <laughs> it's true, though, it's isn't it? Yeah, 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 yeah. Oh, spring. that's on my most played playlist. That's you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That song's yeah. you. That's it what, is good, yeah. Any time I think of it, that's you. That's in that in that apartment in New York. Oh, I thought I, you were going to say Moments in Love. When I was a Calvin Klein model. <laughs> that, that was, back in those days. And that's... That track, yeah. you know, your yeah. to love art noises yeah. another one. It was incredible. All those remixes of the art oh, noise. Remember, Regine worked for the so record good. company. Yeah, do you remember that's she right, all those yeah, remixes. Oh, that was oh, great. amazing. Yeah. And you know, final track, the track that represents how you feel about life now. Well, I'm very into my garden now, and when I'm posting pictures of the roses in June. And I'm trying to put music on the reels because uh, I do Listen my, I do my Instagram myself. Reels. Finding music for the reels. What comes up with roses is Elvis Costello's Good Year for yeah. Roses. And that is just such a beautiful, mm. poignant version of that song. It's just, it's lovely. It's really nice. His voice is incredible and it's so unexpected. And I remember I used to play that. I used to play that album all the time. I had a an old, battered, old left-hand drive convertible Beetle that you probably... I, think, I remember I think, No, I'll tell you what. You and I, went with Patsy Kenzie... That's right. ...drove to Wembley to the Wham! final That's concert... That's right, do you remember? ...in that in car. In that car. And I had to stay sober because I was driving... And you used driving. to park it to the side on that street <laughs> where the shops were. Yes. Yeah, 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 yeah. Oh, God, that's funny. Oh, my God, that memory just came back. Yeah, we went to Wham! the final. And then and, no, we, we also went... Oh, we went we many drove, other places. We drove it? from my house to, to the absolute beginner's premiere Premier, on a Sunday yeah, at Marble Arch Odeon. Um, anyway, yeah. We'll Major. gloss that over. Um, yeah, we forget <laughs> but that was fun. Those were bad times. Yeah, um, no. They were good times. They time. were amazing we times. Time. So, so for me, A Good Year for the Roses is a song that always comes up when I'm doing my Instagram, and it's 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 just such a fantastic song. Thanks so much for coming thank in. You. And thank you. Thank you. Uh, seriously, I love you. You know that. Oh. And, and it is all about me. God bless you. Well, we you. know that. You know. Always, right? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Rule number one, never challenge it. <laughs> How would you like to look five years younger? In a clinical study, people that had volume added with Juvederm Voluma XC in the cheeks perceived themselves as looking five years younger at six months after treatment. Look younger, feel like you. Add volume for lift and contour in the cheeks with Juvederm Voluma XC. Reverse signs of aging by adding volume to smooth laugh lines with Juvederm Volure XC. For important safety information and to find a licensed specialist, visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. 
Not for people with severe allergic reactions, allergies to lidocaine, or the proteins used in Juvederm. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. There's a risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. Talk to a licensed specialist to find out if it's right for you. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.